Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The information and opinions you hear on the Dell Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Dell Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Dell Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Dell Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. <laughs> Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Dell Wamsley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Today, my friends, I'm just going to share with you some stories. Yeah, the, these stories are interesting because I'm watching here this morning the, the presentation of Bill Clinton talking about, I think, John Lewis, the black senator that uh, died recently, and how he was the guy that really did a lot during the uh, fight for civil rights and so forth. And as you sit there and you, you hear these stories, as people tell you stories about somebody else, you ask yourself, yeah, okay. Is this guy really that great? He went to and a bunch of... Uh, protests and he protests things his whole life. He's a government servant. And so you ask yourself, is being a government servant actually a good thing to be? Um, I actually don't know. I don't know. I think to me, I've always thought it was a cop out to never have a job, to never have a business, to never do anything positive in your life other than get voted in and just make opinionated decisions about stuff. But that's me. You know, I don't know. I, I don't get excited about politicians. I've really never thought politicians were that smart. I thought they were pretty much problematic people, to be honest with you. Eagle, I call them egomaniacal monsters that have nothing to do but manipulate other people's lives. But that's not what I'm here to talk about today. What I'm here to talk about today is, okay, as you sit here and you listen to people tell you great stories, and by the way, Bill Clinton is still one of the great orators, and he can barely even talk and barely even stand up. Uh, at this point, I was just, you know, watching and listening to him and go, man, I know I'm old now. Because even Bill Clinton sounds old, and Bill Clinton was the fun guy, the saxophone guy, when he was running for president, Right. So the, the point I'm going to make here is, as I'm sitting here listening to Bill Clinton, which, by the way, is one of my favorite orators. I think he's really good at it. Talk about a guy that I know who he is. I'm not really that impressed with him. 
Um, not because he's a black man and not because he was working on um, not being prejudiced, whatever, whatever you call the thing they're doing now. Um, it, it's because he's a politician and because he spent his entire life being a politician to me doesn't mean anything at all. So problematic. I guarantee you nobody's going to like that, that everybody thinks politicians are good people. And no, a nurse is a great person. A doctor is a great person, right? Even an accountant is a good person. But a person that does nothing but politics their whole life, okay, I'll get off that bandwagon, sorry. So what it did remind me of, though, was important people in my life, real people, you know, that did real things. And I, I remember that there are people along the way in my life that really changed my life made a major difference in the way I saw the world. And I want to talk today about some of these people because it's um, it's one of those things that it really is, or not going to change it, there really is somebody in your life that changed your life. There's somebody that made a major difference in your life. And I, and I hope in my little simple way I've helped you, somebody else you know, thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people to see the world from a different point of view because I don't believe that our formal education, our formal political speak, our formal uh, newscast editorial conversations have anything to do with being right. I think they're all wrong. I think all these people are complete lunatics. That's the way I feel. They're not out in the real world. None of them live in the real world. So I'm talking about people that lived in the real world, right? So the first gentleman I want to talk about was a dentist. I'm not going to give his name because I didn't ask him if I could talk about him. And I really, I, honestly, I don't even know where he's at right now. I mean, he's uh, moved on. But this gentleman changed my life because he was almost like a father figure, although he was only just a few years older than me. But man, he didn't act like a few years older than me. He acted like a real man. He acted like the person you wish the whole world acted like. Integrity. That's the word that comes screaming at me from all directions when I think about this guy. The massive amount of integrity. He had integrity to himself. He had integrity to his wife. He had integrity to his kids. He had integrity to everybody he met in our group. It's, it's just amazing. I've never met someone. Well, I can't say that. There are other really great people I've met. But this gentleman was really, he just reeked it and made a difference in my life at that point. He made a real difference in my life at that point because I had not seen at that point anybody like this guy. So I spent a lot of time with him. Spent some time with him and his family. Because he kind of adopted me. It was kind of like, you know, Dell. You're this big, unmolded, giant lump of goo that could do incredible things if you would just get on the right track. And so he kind of uh, took me under his wing and molded me. So what did he do? Well, other than being wonderful in all these different ways, which I can clarify further, he's the first guy that ever invested with me. And... If you've ever been to something for nothing, instantaneous, gratificationally diseased person, you believe that you are the smart person, you run out there and you make things happen. 
because of that, you should get paid. So the da-da-da-da-da, you've got all oh, the Dave Dodato, Robert Allen, Jeff McCone, Tommy Vu, the Milans, Ron the Grand, Carl and Cheese, Robert Kiyosaki, Donald Trump, <clears throat> and every other real estate guru guy you've heard on TV, or woman you've heard on TV, I think they're almost all guys. And they all want you to get rich quick. They're all telling you the secret, right? And so the secret is what? You go out there and you burn somebody else. I mean, there's a guy named Tarek out there somewhere that is, it's just, he's been sued for burning people, for not living up to his contracts or whatever. I don't even know what it is, but I don't even know what the guy's last name is, but I just know that he came to town. And he had all kinds of problems. Um, there's, there's other guys out there that it's not even worth bringing their name up. They've lied and they misrepresented their stuff and they've sold real estate deals and they've sold seminars and... And they lie, right? But where is the honesty in everything? So when I met this guy, <clears throat> he had joined up to the Lifestyles, and I was buying deals, and I was looking for partners because I had bought as much real estate as I could buy. I had run out of cash. I needed somebody to partner with me. And this guy was my first partner. And we were going to buy 11 houses together. We went right up to the moment of buying them. And the deal was going to be 50-50. I'll do all the work. You put up all the money. I'll put up the credit, which is a lot of what goes on. And you put up the money. And we got down to like the day before the deal. And the guy did something that just almost broke my heart. Just almost destroyed me. He uh, said, no, I'm not going to do the deal at that return. He goes, I'm putting up all the money. You're putting up none of the money. So I want 75% of the deal, and you can have 25%. You're putting nothing up. You have nothing at risk to lose. And at that point, in, my, in that moment in my life, I thought about, wow. First of all, this guy's changing the story. He's lying to me. He's ripping me off. Second of all, I'm doing everything, and he's ripping me off. And third of all, without any money, I can't do the deal. So I guess I have to do what he says to do. And so I rationalized it in my own mind that money has power in a deal. And that it should have power in a deal. And when we come back from break, I'm going to talk to you about why Lifestyles Unlimited has been together here now for 30 years. And why... We're so successful. All came from that moment that that guy said that money has power. We'll be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Talk 13.7, the right choice. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today I'm telling stories about uh, people that I've met in the past who have changed my life. And the gentleman we've been talking about now so far is a gentleman that just really created some of the basis for Lifestyles Unlimited and the way it worked. And the reason he did as we went to break last was that I was originally going to do a deal with him on the date of Donald Robert Allen, Jeff McCone, Tommy Vu, Milan's Ron LeGrand, Carlton C. Robert Kiyosaki, Donald Trump, and every other midnight madness guru you've ever heard of theory. 
and that is the money gets half of the profit, and the guy who do, does the deal gets half of the profit. So really, when you think about it, you got millions and millions and millions of dollars spread out earning half of whatever the profit is, which could be next to nothing. And then you have a guy putting it together, getting paid 50% with none of his own money in the deal and sometimes a little bit of his own money in the deal, but still nowhere near enough. And so this gentleman that was my friend uh, told me no. And I was lucky enough and I would like to say smart enough. I don't think I was smart enough. It was kind of like you had to do it. I didn't have any money. It was the only way I could do the deal I wanted to do. I was lucky enough that uh, he stuck in there at a 25-75% split. So why is that important? Because that left enough profit in the deal for the, the investor to make more than they could make in the stock market. It was a very high rate of return. So at the time we were earning let's say 15%, and he was getting 10 and I was getting five. But mine is five on nothing, it's five on my time, which is really kind of like a job. His is 10 on his investment. Well, that was better than he could make, and I have to tell you a little bit of the story, is that why it was important to him to make the money, he needed the cash flow, why? Because the guy was a surgeon, and one day he was in his backyard with a chainsaw, trimming a tree, and I don't know how it actually happened, but he cut his thumb off. So they picked up the thumb, and they took him and the thumb, and put him in a car, and drove him to a hospital, and they sewed it back on. But it was very immobile. It had only very, very small amount of usage. Couldn't be a surgeon anymore. His career was over. Now, luckily for him, he was such a great guy. He had saved his money and saved and saved and saved and invested. But it was invested like everybody else and you know, the stock market and whatever other things that are traditional type savings. And when I showed him that I could create a 10% cash flow for him, he was like, wow. And a 100% capital gains uh, on deals. He's, wow, that's unbelievable. And he was willing to put up a lot of money. And I think uh, with him, he bought 11 houses with me. He bought two fourplexes with me. And he not only did that, he was willing to get up. And this is the beginning of lifestyles where people are telling stories. He got up and told stories about the profits he was making and about what I was doing, which made me a superhero in the group of investors. I was teaching how to invest. And so more people wanted to invest with me. So I got a lady who ended up buying four fourplexes with me and some other things. And I uh, got another guy who bought five duplexes with me. And then uh, we went to another deal and he bought 15 duplexes with me. So that's 20 duplexes. Then we went to another deal and we bought 45 townhouses. So let's see here. We had all together... 10 units, 30s, 40, and then 40 more. We had 85 units together. And this guy believed in me. And this was another really, really good guy. I mean, these were all people that had, had so much integrity. But I got them because they were smart enough to understand that what they were investing their money in was never going to allow them to retire. Wasn't going to happen. And it all started from this one gentleman that was willing 
to lend me the money to go do the deal. And then he changed his mind at the last end, the very end. And what it did was for me is that it created a precedent at Lifestyles as we told the stories that the money got 75% of the profit and the person doing the deal got 25. So to this day, if you're a Lifestyles member, that's the way it works. The money earns the majority of the return and the labor, the brains, earns a, a smaller percentage. And so what it also did for me though was it made me a better investor because I said, this guy getting 75% of this check, so if there's $15,000 a month coming in, he's getting 10, I'm getting five, I go, God, I wish I got the 10. So guess what I did? I saved up my money and the next deals I went into, I bought 25%. What does that mean? It means because I bought 25% and I got 25%, I now owned 50%. So now, <clears throat> excuse me, 50% of the deal. By the way, my throat is very dry, and I'm sorry about that, but stayed up last night and had a heck of a party. So a little bit of dry throat there. I, I apologize. I admit it, but, you know, sometimes in life you've got to enjoy yourself, and I did. <clears throat> so I got 50% because I bought 25% and I earned 25% for putting the deal together. And that became my modus operandi forever then. I put a little money in, buy part of the deal, and own part of the deal for putting the deal together. And what this did was it made it possible for people that were coming out of corporate America that had a large savings account, a la 401k, etc., whatever they had was their retirement, to take 500 grand out of their retirement and buy 25% of an apartment complex and obtain 25% of an apartment complex and have 50% of a $20,000 deal per month. And you think about that, you were able to go with 10 grand a month, tax-free, which would have been like 12 or 13, 14,000 a month. And so it, it was a system that worked. It all came from this guy. That's what's bizarre about it. It all came from this guy saying no, saying that's not fair. And the truth of the matter is every other system out there, <laughs> no matter where you go, I don't care if you go to your financial planner, I don't care if you go to the 401k company, <clears throat> I don't care where you go, every other system out there that you go somewhere, they're going to take more than you get, right? The guy doing your money, working with your money is going to suck you dry. They're going to get rich. Financial planners are getting rich off of your money, but you're not getting rich off of your money. Where the opposite happens here at Lifestyles, the people putting the money up are getting rich. Um, give you an example of that that will blow your mind when we come back from the break. It will just blow your mind. Somebody called me on the phone the other day and said, Dell, mm, that's why you want to stay. Hang on here for the next break, through this break, is, is it Dell, I said, would you be mad if I refinanced the place and gave you back 100% of your return? You're one of my partners in this deal. Would 100% return back to you be a problem now, or would you not want to refinance because of the COVID problem? <laughs> I said, 100% return? I'll tell you what I said when we get back from the break. We'll be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio Show. 
Austin's Talk, 1370. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today we're discussing people in my life that have really created the the changes in lifestyles that really made the thing work and stay together for so many years. And the one gentleman we talked about was a guy that was one of my first investors with me who created the concept that the money should get 75% of the gain and the people doing the deal should only get 25, where previous to that, every self-help guru, every instantaneously, gratificationally diseased, midnight madness montor out there was saying it should be 50-50. You go put the deal together, get somebody to put up the money, you split the profit. And that's really the way that it's still done today in almost every other place other than lifestyles. We're in lifestyles. If you want to put your money up, your money is going to get the uh, the larger portion of the return. Now, the other thing that's interesting is that because I was in, I found, found that I felt this is really what it was. I felt more afraid of losing my partner's money than losing my own. The houses I owned didn't lose any money. No, don't get me wrong. They were very easy to maintain and to take care of and to rent and so forth. But as I bought houses with other people, I started worrying, you know, I don't want to lose these people's money. And there were probably four or five different people that led to me being able to buy a hundred houses over the next couple of years had different partners that bought in with me. Like I said, one guy bought 80 units with me, and so that's quite a few of the 100 houses. But it was 100 plus, or actually it was way more than that. Now that I think about that, if I think he had 80 with me, I must have had a lot more. Um, so the bottom line is, is that what happened was it, it created within me this concept as a teacher. To teach, the most important thing is to worry about your partner's money. So lifestyles and the rules that I've brought along over the years was developed under the concept of uh, you, you can't take advantage of your partners. And when I started teaching people what I was doing in these partnership deals, people literally took advantage of the partners. Quite honestly, there is a concept. There is a real concept that partnershiping uh, is an opportunity to take advantage of other people. That's what it is. And so if you go out there, and, and you can look up right now, there's quite a few different gurus out there, some of which have come from my own program, and they're nothing like me because they believe, and the reason they left our program is because they believe that the person putting the deal together should be able to take advantage of the people putting their money in. And you can believe that or not believe that, but I guarantee you if you go talk to the people that are in the other deals, you go talk to the people that are in our deals, and when I say our deals, I mean people, other Lifestyles members putting deals together and the rules that we use, you will see a gigantic difference. I mean, just the way the money's paid out, the, the rules, the regulations, the way things get voted on, completely different. Um, and this gentleman, I mean, it started with me feeling a desire to take care of this guy. I mean, so why did you feel this way, Del? Why did you feel so inclined to make sure? Well, first of all, I'm, I'm a decent guy. I mean, I'm, I'm really, 
and that sounds stupid coming out of anybody's mouth, but I, I, I have that integrity bone that just bugs me. To do the wrong thing just drives me crazy. That's why I say things that you go, how does he get away with saying that? I say it because what I say I mean. And it, it comes down to the fact that I uh, really try to tell it straight as I can in every situation. It doesn't mean I'm right, but it means I'm trying to tell it as straight as I can. And so I put these rules together because of these relationships I had with other people, but other people didn't have the same relationships with their partnerships. So I wrote a class. And I remember way back when I wrote it, 30 years ago I wrote this class that says, partnerships suck. Here's 30, no, it was 15 hours. It was uh, three five-hour long seminars on how to fix them. In other words, how do you write your contracts with your partners so they don't rip you off is what it came down to. How do you set these things up so that it's mutually beneficial? I mean, this was the beginning really of the gigantic growth of Lifestyles Unlimited because when investors saw what their money was doing and how it was taken advantage of in other investments like 401ks, IRAs, and other investments, and then they came here and they saw that go, man, these cards are stacked in our favor, right? They're stacked in our favor. And so there you go. Now, there was another individual that was in our group that, uh, again, was a lot like me in that he was hard-headed, um, but he was brutal and maybe even more brutal than I am. And he was an IRS agent, so maybe that goes hand-in-hand hand with being brutal, right? And he told me his story was that he um, was doing tax returns, and tax return after tax return after tax return, he saw that people who that were rich, almost everybody that was rich, really rich, had real estate. And it started to tweak his interest. And so he started paying attention. He started, you know, buying a rent house here and buying a rent house there. And then somehow he showed up at our doorstep. I don't know why. And uh, we became like buddies. I mean, it was like, okay, how many houses you got? How many houses you got? Okay. And it became like a, a buying competition. And um, I think the guy was a little older than I was. But he was really smart. And... He was aggressive, but he was aggressive in a different way. I was buying everything conventionally and putting my partnerships together conventionally. And he didn't believe in partnerships. He was doing deals by himself or with his significant other. And I don't think they were married. I don't think they ever got married. I mean, they've been together for 20, 30 years and never got married. But he was doing them with her. And uh, later he was doing deals and trying to bring his kids in under the deals and so forth. Uh, but he was a loner. He didn't like the fact, didn't want to be uh, tied to making somebody else money. He wanted to make himself money. And he was a very aggressive investor in doing so. And he went out there and bought, I don't remember what it was, 75, 80 houses. But he had a lot of them that he had purchased before the Great Recession. The, the Let me think which one it was, 87 the stock market crash. Yeah, that's when he started. When I lost all my money in the stock market crash in 87, he had already had rent houses and had been buying them before that and had 
watch them go down to be worth almost nothing during the recession, which, by the way, is when I was buying them. So I was buying out of the backside of that recession, and he had owned in the front side of that recession, which made the stuff he owned worth almost nothing. But he was smart enough to buy out of the backside of the recession while he owned in the front side of the recession, and he held on. And coming through that whole ordeal made him a millionaire, made him rich. And so because I was buying during that time and he was buying during that time and we, we'd gone through that recession time together, um, we had a very kindred spirit. And we really believed in buying stuff for pennies on the dollar because we were. We were buying houses 10, 20, 30 cents on the dollar at the time. I mean, I, I, guys, I was buying houses for 25,000 bucks a piece. He was buying houses for five and 10,000 bucks a piece. He was buying much worse condition houses than I was. I was buying stuff that had been renovated. And I bought uh, foreclosures that Fannie Mae had put new roofs on, repainted them, uh, new appliances. They were almost brand new. And I was buying them for 25,000 bucks a piece from Fannie Mae. He was buying them from HUD for a dollar. <laughs> Total price, five or 10,000 bucks, but they were just shambles. And he'd go in there and fix them up. He had his own little crew and he did his little deal. But he became very, very wealthy. But he had a completely different point of view. He had a very self-centered point of view about the way you do real estate and you do investments. So we had these these key figures, and there's there's more of them. I wish I could actually tell all the stories of all the people that really created the foundation of Lifestyles Unlimited. But the reality is, is that they're there. And they made Lifestyles Unlimited by making decisions and doing things uh, and creating a force. Now, when you have very successful millionaires hanging out with other people, and by, back then, uh, we had a bar in our in our office. We don't anymore, but we used to have bars in our office. And it was really a social event. We, we used to joke and say, we don't know if we're a real estate group with a drinking problem or a drinking group with a real estate problem. Um, but we'd all socialize and share our stuff. We'll be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Austin's Talk 1370. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today we're talking about people that have uh, made major impact in my life and on Lifestyles Unlimited. And as we went to break, we're talking about a gentleman that had bought like 80 houses by himself. No partnerships. These are all by himself. He bought them for cheap. He bought them next to nothing. They were almost always in terrible condition. He renovated himself. He had his own renovation system. And it was just his firm belief that, you know, this was the way to do it. Now, what happened was along, I came to buying, I started buying small apartments, 10 units, 20 units, literally. I bought a 10 unit, this is true, and then a 30 unit, uh, a 10 unit, then a 20 unit, then a 30 unit, then a 40 unit, and then I bought a 64 unit, a 68 unit, an 88 unit, 120 unit, 144 unit, uh, et cetera. It just went on 256 unit and uh, 270 unit and 320 unit. And just I just kept being more aggressive and buying a larger and larger and larger property each time I did it. And he looked at that and he just goes, nah, 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 just what I do works. And his theory was what he did works so well that he was so rich he didn't know what to do. And um, 
eventually he bought his house because he bought them so cheap that they started to pay off and his own free and clear. Remember, he'd been doing it since 87. So 87, 97, 2007, 2017, 30-year mortgages were paid off. But many of them were 10 and 15-year bank loans that he had on them. And uh, they, were, they were paid off. And so he owned all these houses free and clear along with his significant other. And he decided that it was just too much work. So he brought his kids in to try to manage it all for him. But he had a challenge with, you know, dealing with his kids because he wanted his kids to be like slave labor for him. His kids were like all kids, like, yeah, I don't really want to do all this stuff for you for free. And so he didn't didn't work out that well. And, you know, there's more to that story, and we can bring that up later. But uh, his kids did turn out to be real estate investors, by the way. But it was sort of more like osmosis than it was by uh, him, you know, actually teaching them. Well, actually, no, he did. His kids do say he taught them some stuff. So the bottom line was, though, is he finally decided that what he had to do was he had to sell these houses. He didn't want to sell them and pay the capital gains and the taxes. Remember, he's an IRS agent. So he decided he was going to sell them on owner finance notes and get paid payments for the rest of his life. And if people didn't pay the payments, they'd take the house back and they'd do it again, turn it into a rent house or turn it back and sell it again for another note. And that was his modus operandi. But what happened that really changed me with him is we, he had bought a condo down in uh, Puerto Vallarta. And we were sitting at this condo that was at the edge of the cliff, um, a really high cliff, looking down into the bay. And there was like five waterfalls. That went, one waterfall went to one area, then it went from that to the next waterfall, went to the next area. And it's like boom, 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 down the side of the cliff, these five waterfalls. And we were sitting up there in the Palapa, and we were having a drink, and we are talking. And I had just read a book, and the book had said, if you don't make $40,000 a month, if you're, if you're not a, and what it was, the term, I believe, is sophisticated investor, which means you're worth over a million dollars in cash, or you make over $40,000 a month. Now, it was $250,000, $300,000 a year. Uh, you're a sophisticated investor, but this guy was saying, if you don't make forty grand a month, you can't really say you're rich. And I think at the time I was probably making 30 and he was probably making 30 and we kind of laughed at it and said, oh gosh, we're not rich making 30 grand a month doing nothing, not working, not have a job. And I said, well, that's what the book says. And so we decided that we needed to go find out how to make 40 grand a month. And guys, let me tell you, once you figure out how to make 40 grand a month, then 80 grand a month is nothing. And once you learn how to make 80 grand a month, then 120 grand a month is nothing. It's just replication of the same principles. And from that point on, that moment with that gentleman changed my life. When we decided we are going to figure out how to actually be rich, not puppy dog rich. Hey, I got some money. No, rich. And it was at that moment. It's funny how one little book can do that to you, but I'd read a million self-help books. But that book, sitting there with that man at that moment, it was like, okay, dude, I'm challenging you. Let's go make 40 grand a month. All right, well, we'll go, I'll go buy 10 more houses. I go, no, I'm going to go buy an apartment. Now, the funny thing was the guy would never buy an apartment. He was never into buying apartments. He wouldn't do it. So he ended up dying. And it's not like it's not like, wow, there's the end of the story. He died because he did my apartment. No. He uh he got older and sold his properties and gave some to his kids and his significant other and uh, passed away. But he never, ever, ever really got 
to the point that I got because he wouldn't step up and buy apartments. And that really, it really, it said something to me. Am I ever going to get stuck at the spot where I won't step up, I won't take that next step? Because I saw the guy, smart, brilliant guy, but would not change his plan when a better plan was laid on the table. Now, one last thing happened is a gentleman is a African-American gentleman. I tell you that because of the day and life and times of today uh, with all this, you know, Black Lives Matter stuff. This gentleman is an African-American gentleman. He's a friend of mine. And I own an apartment complex where his mother, father, grandfather, granny, cousins, and so forth lived in the apartment complex. A lot of his family members. I don't know which ones. I went to his wedding when he got married, uh, you know. And so, in other words, the guy's a real friend of mine. It wasn't just, you know, okay, here's a token black guy. You can say you know somebody. No, this guy's a good friend of mine. And he was a member, and the way he got his membership was his mother bought it for him for Christmas present or birthday present, one of the two. I can't remember which it is. And because he wanted to be a real estate investor, he had been studying real estate investing and note buying. He was a note buyer. He bought and sold notes. Um, He would discount them, buy them at a discount and sell them to somebody else and, and make some money. But it was always cash in, cash out, cash in, cash out. But he ended up being a real estate investor and a member of Lifestyles. He came to me one day and he said, Dell, you, you're charging so much for letting people get to you. And I said, you know, look, there's only so much of me. I got to charge more so that I can have a life. If I don't charge more, then everybody would want to spend my time. And he said, well, it's just not fair. When did God give you the right to charge that much? I said, you know, God didn't give me the right to charge that much. He said, God gave me the right to tell you. You can do whatever you want. And so why don't you start a inexpensive program? And he did. And that's how our inexpensive program started. This gentleman started it, created it, and made it happen. And that's why there's programs for everyone at Lifestyles Unlimited. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Dell Bonsley Radio Show. Teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught. So you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Bonsley Radio Show. Access past show podcasts and join the conversation. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.